Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Perfect. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the heck in the world you are. It's the one and only Notorious Glorious V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live. We have a special guest today, guys. It's Aaron Clary. This is a guy who reached out to me on Twitter. I just freaking love his website. <laughs> guys, check it out. Assholeconsulting.com. Captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Olderbrother.com. And he's got a crap load of books he's got over at Amazon. You can check him out. He is a free market capitalist. Independent thinker, uh, just a whiz bang of a guy to talk to. Um, Aaron's going to be unfiltered, uncensored, so he's going to say whatever he wants to say. We're going to take this however we, he wants to take it. So, uh, welcome, Aaron. What's going on, buddy? Tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, uh, especially to the, some of the audience that may not be familiar with you. And uh, they're, you know, tell us what Aaron Clary, Aaron Clary is all about, dude. I well, have too much caffeine this morning. What, right now, he's just about having fun and golfing and riding motorcycles and doing as minimal amount of stuff as possible. Uh, but Epic. in a in a former life, in my adult life, I was a uh, an analyst and uh, an heavily economist in banking. Nice. Um, and then I wrote a book uh, starting in 2007 about the prospects that might be this housing crash coming. And I was summarily ignored by publishers and employers. What housing crash? And there's no housing crash. Yeah, <laughs> housing printed, crash? <laughs> we, we printed enough money. Now we're back to we're back to zero. We're back to square one. Uh, but uh, and then that kind of. Yeah, you know, that was like 2007 or so. That's when the internet bandwidth was starting to grow and you could do self-publishing. And I did have a radio show back in 2004. And then that just kind of led me down the path of where I wrote a couple other books about economics and finance. And then uh, I had a blog and then um, had uh, podcasting and, and uh, now YouTube channels and all that. So it took the path like you guys certainly have and many others have. Now have kind of a a sizable online media presence with uh, some significant assets like books and products and services and, and stuff that I sell. And then um, uh, how Asshole Consulting came to be was a byproduct of all the other stuff I did, writing books and all that, which are predominantly um, finance related, like books on avoiding worthless degrees. I have a, my flagship book is called Bachelor Pad Economics, and that just does everything from 14 to death, tells you how to live the life of a bachelor and, and all that other good stuff. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, but a lot, though, the nature of those books then uh, beget and behooved a lot of questions where I just didn't have to answer, uh, the time to answer everybody's individual questions about their particular situation. And so I thought a polite way to turn people down and say, look, I don't have the time. I appreciate the subscribership and readership, but I'm going to have to charge because I, I just don't have the time. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that, that kind of, well, they paid, they started paying and buy a lot. And so mm -hmm. now uh, asshole consulting has grown to a third of my revenue. Nice. And uh, yeah, and it, it paid off my house and, and everything's wonderful and joyous. And um, uh, yeah, so now it's just throw my laptop in my backpack, my little webcam and then gallivant around the world and have fun. And, and that's that's pretty much what I do now. So, you know, writing and podcasting and, and um, doing asshole consulting. 
<laughs> I love it, man. What what uh what brought what inspired the name? Um, it was my personality where uh, people said I was too. I didn't have a lot of time. I, I I was brought up relatively poor. Didn't have a lot of time. Had to put myself through school. Go to school full time. I mean, it, and and resources were short, mm. and so therefore was my fuse and personality. And I just didn't have, especially like say dating. I did not have the time to listen to a twenty-one year old blather about. You see, I just watched whatever show the nine hundred two one zero. Does anyone remember that show? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, like here I am on a date and like I had just barely awakening. You know, so Tina said to Tiffany that you shouldn't date Bobby. And I, like, and I got very short with us, like, no, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And people are like, well, you're kind of a jerk. You're kind of an asshole. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Time and, and resources are finite and they come at a premium. And we really got to use these resources efficiently if we're going to put food on the table, pay off student loans, all this other stuff. And I found that even though I may not have wooed the ladies or been the most popular guy at the party, I did command a lot of respect. And when people would seek out thoughts and opinions uh, about whatever topic it may have been because they knew I'd be straight with them. So that's always kind of carried with me. And then when the housing market inevitably did crash, then people started heeding and in some cases started paying me significant consulting fees to be bluntly honest about, say, their loan portfolio, their loan quality, how to do their underwriting, um, assessing the true value of their collateral, stuff like that. So that's that then paid off assets and, and kind of led to the asshole consulting uh, uh, that I do today. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Speaking of uh, uh, mortgages, speaking of uh, the, the the crash of 2008, um, what, what about the economy today, man? What's your take on what's going on today? Uh, especially since that, uh, when you look at the majority, hell, the, forget the majority, every single every single problem that existed in 2008, well, it's back with a vengeance. And it's not going away. Nobody fixed anything. What's your take? Um, I can almost, I, I can't almost, I can guarantee you 100% as a good economist. I don't know. That's my answer to everything as an economist. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but with speculation, um, it's not as bad. I'd have to update my figures in terms of price to rents to see how overvalued as a nation we are. I mean, yeah. real estate is local, so you could have hotspots again. Uh, I don't think it's as bad based on recent data up to about 2015. Um, I have, There's nowhere near the excess supply of, of months supply of overhang, year supply in some instances in cases based on types of housing. I remember here in the Twin Cities, we had two years supply uh of houses the mcmansion category uh, jumbo loans and up and um that that was you knew that was our the amount of flipping and um non-residential purchases um uh, is lower so i don't think it is as bad uh but yeah when you look at, at housing prices and how they've recovered um it's it's well this is what happens when you quintuple your monetary base and you have quantitative easing forever and you have uh, very low interest rates for for over gosh 12 13 years um so it's bubbly and i say we're very susceptible to uh, increases in interest rates that would that would be i think if there's a torpedo out one that would do it uh it would be interest rates uh but i don't see it being as other fundamentals i don't seeing it as bad uh, uh, with the housing market today as it was 2007 2008 yeah okay uh what are the other hot spots that are on your radar 
Uh, in terms of what, like economic sectors yeah, economic or structure? The U- in the U.S.? I think the fangs, mm-hmm. I think, were, were kind of set up for not necessarily a, a, a production recession, but uh, the fangs just, especially when, was it Twitter? Uh, you know, Facebook makes my Twitter, and uh, what's the other one that doesn't make money? Um, Amazon barely makes money. It's somewhat reminiscent of the dot-com mania days. And I think just like then, if you had one uh, fang go bankrupt or not get their latest round of financing, uh, that would spook the markets. And then we have kind of a, a, a bubble popping triggered recession like we did in 99 to 2001, but not as bad as it was with the housing market, uh, housing crash in, in, in 2007, 2008. And I don't know if people people's memories are that. Uh, good, but uh, I remember being dumped into the labor market in the late 90s, and everything was great and wonderful. You could get a job, and unemployment was uh, kind of somewhat similar, below 4%. Uh, and then the dot-com bubble burst, and it wasn't that we went into this double-digit GDP uh, declining recession that we did in, uh, in 2008, but there was a there was a significant economic slowdown. You couldn't even say it was a real recession. We didn't have the official two negative quarters in a row to have, you know, but that's semantics. Uh, but I, I would think you got very low unemployment. The velocity, velocity is slow. I think people are still reeling and I still think student loans are preventing millennials from spending as much money as they would. I also think culturally they're a little bit more, um, frugal with their money. Um, they but, should be. They barely have anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but um, where's it going? I, there's, there's some things. But I see them right. hanging out my local Chipotle all the time, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> they sent me my coffee. Like, here's, a, here's a quarter. Go get yourself a new worthless liberal arts degree. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not expecting a huge recession, but it's, it just takes one spark to set off some of this uh, fuel we have. Namely, in the form of bubbles, I'd say the stock market bubble, housing bubble, uh, but it would not be as as bad or dramatic. Uh, it would be a, a true adjustment, I think, rather than a painful deep recession. Yeah. And for the folks that don't know what what the fangs are that uh, that Aaron was talking about, folks, that that is Facebook, Amazon. Apple, Netflix, and Google. Those are the stocks that Aaron was referring to for those uh, hearing that terminology for the first time. Uh, Aaron, we have a lot of things that have happened since the election of President Trump. Uh, I mean, have you seen the country like this? What's your commentary? What's your take on what's going on? Oh, it's um, I dropped out of politics. I couldn't take it anymore under Obama. Um, (laughs) And more so, especially after, like, I tried to warn and siren the bells when I had the housing. I'm like, guys, we 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 gotta stop it. And when I learned that people are dumb, people are stupid, and they don't want to listen to something unless it's something they want to listen to, I just kind of stopped paying attention to politics. I vote. That's it. Um, I'll maybe make a, uh, an economic point. Uh, but then Trump got elected, and I, I'm a big fan of Trump. Um, I voted for him only because I definitely didn't want Hillary getting in there. <clears throat> but by gosh, by golly, you almost can't turn away from politics now because of the show. Um, I've, I've often said that the number one thing I like about Trump is that he beat Hillary, but a very close second is just how he's made the media, the left, the Democrat Party, the um, social justice wars. He's made these people apoplectic. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, you guys remember George Bush Jr. I didn't think we could ever get the left to hate somebody more than George Bush Jr. Oh, because, <laughs> oh he's a murderer and he's a not da, 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 da. But with Trump, I, I, uh, now a lot of it is, is the millennials have come online and they've been thoroughly indoctrinated to be offended about everything and everything is Nazism and everything is oppression. But I, I, we're talking full-grown adults at CNN, you know, people with gray hair, just losing their shit. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of like the news is not what the news is about. The news is the news itself, where you just get to watch the, I call it the the twenty four seven Russia show called CNN. Mm -hmm. uh, but to, to Robert De Niro, even though he's not he's not newsworthy at all, he's an actor coming up and cursing and swearing at Donald Trump. How everybody Trump lives like he gets trillions of dollars worth of free rent in the in the minds of leftists that that is just to see him torture these people uh that's the show and so i don't really care about what's happening in russia i don't care what's happening in china um uh, i kind of pay attention a little bit to the deficit spending and, and and stuff like that uh but what i tune into the politics now uh because again i don't influence it or affect it uh is to just watch the the leftist meltdown when trump show. tweets something obscure at 2 30 a.m yeah, he offended LeBron James. Well, did he? Is that the latest today or <laughs> what? That was the latest from the other days. He offended LeBron James, and you know the big the big news the last two days is uh you know love him, hate him, agree with him, disagree with him. Uh, but the uh, the banning of uh, of Alex Jones and basically flushing down uh his entire everything, his existence down the memory the Orwellian memory hole. And so uh so right now the left is is celebrating a, a massive victory. <laughs> It's it's disgusting, man. I mean, when I see the uh, like the soy boys like Brian Stetler over at uh, CNN, uh, you know, just just smiling and smirking and uh, so gleeful, and uh, you're doing this and saying that we're th that people that are you know libertarian and conservative minded are are you know Nazis and whatnot and, and fascists, and I'm like, you don't, you guys don't realize, you guys are engaging in the fascism that you guys are supposedly calling out. It's it's. It's hilarious to me, man. I but you're right. I've never in my life seen the country this this bent out of shape. I've never seen the left. It's not the country. I mean, I think for the most part, you know, libertarian and conservative minded people are we're fine, we're okay. You know, it's it's we're annoyed, but we're not out in the street losing our shit. You know. Well, a lot of it. This is all they have in life. I mean, if if you're in the media, <clears throat> all you have is your politics. If you're in academia, certainly all you have is your politics. If you're a recent college graduate, all you have is your politics, unless you're an engineer or an accountant or something like that. And if you derive your your government your your income from a government check, well, yeah, then you definitely all you have is your politics. So I I think that a a, a presence like Trump. Uh, directly threatens either their their uh their money line uh, their, their bread line or it affects the religion like their core philosophical soul of being i mean i don't you know okay obama got elected people want to go socialist um whatever i could point out it's like i got more important stuff to do in my life you know like i we were talking before i have my motorcycle riding I have, uh, I can write plenty of books. I enjoy writing. There's the podcasting we do. Uh, but I got nieces and nephews. I got, I, I like to hike. Um, I like to just chill out and play video games sometime. And it's almost as if these people don't have anything else of value in their lives but their politics and ideology.
I think a lot of that's come from the fact that that's all they got. That's all they were instilled with from kindergarten through college. And so I think that's where a fair amount of the vehemence comes. Uh, certainly maybe Antifa, you look at Antifa and their members typically younger, the people over at Evergreen College, certainly younger. But name me, I mean, are they married? Do they have kids? Or is this it? This is all they got. And unfortunately, I think that that is all they got. That That's all they got. And so they get excited. If they even lack the philosophical maturity to say, wait a minute, you just silenced a man. Uh, you could say, oh, it violated community policies. And hey, we had a da, da, da. But, you know, you silenced a man. That's children in danger, Aaron. He was putting children in danger. He had to be silenced. He had hate speech. He violated hate our speech. community guidelines for three times within a four-month period, and according to our algorithm. And um, so they could get they could celebrate about that, but then it they don't realize that. Oh, perfect example. Um, uh, who was the justice that announced his retirement? Oh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, just as happy as they are today that somebody had the freedom of speech violated because it wasn't their guy. Do you remember how miserable and crying they were when a Kennedy announced his retirement? <laughs> like, Wait a minute, you set up those rules under Obama now, so go fuck yourself. Now, you, know, you can't have it both ways. And so what's going to happen you know, down the road, uh, 16 years, eight years from now, whatever, all of a sudden some leftist uh, uh, media, social media personality, you know, what if, uh, not Phil Hartman, Tom Hartman had his thing take a, a, a silence. Uh, then they'll, they'll be apoplectic, and it, it's basically look. Do you want to, do you want to have an all-out war? Do you want to have a civil war? Because we'll solve it. Let's do it right now. Or do you want to have a, a democracy where we're going to be allowed to disagree, uh, but there's some certain freedoms protected, and not even freedoms, just civilities. Like I would not want to take away anyone's platform, no matter how communist or socialist they are. Um, but yeah, with with uh, Alex Jones yesterday and today, it's. Uh, it, and that's kind of cutting it a little close. It's like, wait a minute, okay, goofy, weird, but exactly what hate speech or uh, I, I want to know which videos was it that that really offended uh, 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 people, uh, and not just happened to a, a three strikes in your out type of rule by some kind of uh, fang online uh, a community guideline policy. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's uh, it, it's ridiculous to see this. Um, I, I do say that with the with the with what the left is doing and how they're really melting down, I think more sensible Americans are coming to the forefront. I think uh, most more Americans are starting to identify. Wait a minute, this is not the kind of stuff that we want. And it's pretty funny to me because one of the things I said back in October of uh, two thousand and uh, seventeen or yeah seventeen, I said, uh, "Hey, the last or, no, it was two thousand sixteen. Excuse me." Uh, one of the things uh, that I said was we, the last thing that the, the far left wants to do or what the Democratic Party wants to do in general is to go full libtard. And that's exactly where they're going. Now we're having uh, uh, socialists that are outright winning, <laughs> un unseating <laughs> guys who are like, you know, extremely like here in New York. We had a, a, a 20 year old, 28 year old unicorn socialist who believes in unicorn socialism. <laughs> that's what it is, right? Well, her dad's rich unseated. too. She's very. She comes from a well-off family. Of course, she can well, believe. Of course, and she's like, "I'm a girl from the Bronx." No, you're not. You're, <laughs> you're from one of the better areas, one of the wealthy neighborhoods in New York. The hell are you talking about? Did she? I mean, she's emulated her mentor, Bernie Sanders, to a T. It's 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 hilarious, Aaron. It's mm -hmm. hilarious, and and she unseated. 
she unseated the probably the, the third most powerful man in the Democratic Party, someone who's about to unseat who's actually gonna you know take over Nancy Pelosi's old job. Mm-hmm. And she's gone. I love it. <laughs> well, and then you throw in stuff where there I think there is a divide. And the left is so subscribed to their ideology, they're they're tone deaf to like say blue collar Democrats, which is why Trump won. Frankly, he took uh, all the coal miners exactly. of Pennsylvania and all that. So you know we'll gladly take the blue collar Democrats, but also the insanity on social policy, the freaking straws. You're gonna ban straws, and I got a couple Democrat friends who are you know they're the the Democrat. They're just so simple. They're just so simple and childlike and naive. And they think the Democrats are just for the little guy. They're just for the little guy. I'm like, no, no, no. They're socialists. And so I, I forward one of my buddies the article about the straws getting banned. I'm like, this is your team. Yeah. These are the, these are your people. I'm like, these are not, these are psychopaths. These yeah. are dictators. These are, these are uh, uh, I don't uh, totalitarians in the sense that to the granular level of determining whether or not we're going to allow you to have straws, that's that's how far up your ass they want to be. And they don't give a shit if you're a Democrat or Republican. Exactly. And, and I think that's going to scare, hopefully, some of the saner Democrats into the Republican Party. I hope so, too. Because my, my whole thing is, I mean, the case in point with the stupid straws, man, I mean, uh, the other day I went to Starbucks, ordered a Frappolino Macchino Macalata, whatever the mm-hmm. hell that is, right? one of these ice drinks, and typically I'm expecting a straw. No, they give me this newfangled this lid that has a spout attached to it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, we don't have straws anymore for this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Was it a sippy cup? It, it looked like a child's sippy cup. <laughs> and I'm driving, and all it's doing is spilling all over my console. I'm like, this is the stupidest idea. This is clearly designed by some idiot libtard who basically rode his bicycle or walked everywhere because this is not for somebody who owns a vehicle. It just doesn't work. Oh, my God. Well, what, is that, now, let's be honest. Why do you live in New York or why are you going to Starbucks? I, well, I'm, I, I'm in New York temporarily. Oh, okay. I, I am looking for an escape. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's coming soon, God willing. And uh, the Starbucks, uh, being in the, in the Hudson Valley where I'm like an hour north of the city, so it, it saves me. From complete insanity, but unfortunately, there's no really good coffee shops around here. Like, I mean, it's it's unfortunately Starbucks the only one around, and I'm like forced to go there when I'm on the road and I need a caffeine fix. But typically, I'm I'm usually brewing the stuff at home now. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm thinking that if these social, I don't know what else to call it, social instances of social insanity continue, uh, where we're going to ban straws, and it's becoming so common now where I can't even pull an example right now, but they ban straws. What else? They're going to ban something else. We're going to have this additive. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, truly that is going to be throwing uh, these midterm elections. I don't think the Republicans are going to lose seats. Uh, I actually think they're going to gain some. And I didn't, I didn't expect, I, I wrote a book called enjoy the decline. Cause I'm like, forget it. It's over. Let's just cash in our chips and I'll, you know, live hedonistic lifestyles. Uh, but Trump, uh, Trump's election surprised me, as I'm sure it did everyone's. But it's not even an issue of hope, but it's, it's, you got to step back and look at it clinically and independent and take your biases and your expectations of, of doom aside. These people are so insane. I think they are going to at, at least force some Democrats to say, stay at home and say, I, I can't vote for this party. I just can't. Yeah. 
I mean, something's inherently gotten completely wrong uh, with those that are in the far left, man. I can't, I, I can't figure it out. I mean, guys like, you know, like like a libertarian, like if we're if libertarian conservatives, like, you know, if we're vegetarian, I have to screw it, man. I'm not going to the steakhouse. Mm. The libtard wants the freaking meat industry banned. Right. You know, if 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 a conservative is like, if, if a conservative or a libertarian is gay, all right, I'm gay, you know, and what do I do in the privacy of my own home is what I do, and it's that. But the, the libtard... Wants like complete legislation and respect, and what I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's it's crazy, man. There's another perfect example bake me a dildo cake, or we're gonna take away your bakery in Oregon. Yeah, you know? exactly. I like that. I, I want them to go to a Muslim bakery in Patterson, New Jersey, Aaron, and I want them to go say that. <laughs> They'd be so dumbfounded, they'd be looking at like, what? <laughs> what? You stupid sodomite, we will kill you now. <laughs> they would I gotta hand it, they would. The daddy should have given them, bro. They would. At least, at least they don't mock the Muslims because they, no, they know they're terrified of them. They're terrified. <laughs> You're your best friend. We love you. Diversity. We love you. We love you. And those Jews, don't get me started about that, right? You and me and Allah. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> Oh my God! It, 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 there's something really gotten into the West. Did you see the video? I think it was from last year in Germany, where they, uh, where they, when the pussy, the pussy hat fever spread over to Europe, and all the feminists were marching with their pussy hats, and some butch-looking blue-haired lesbo chick was out there on, 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 on near some monument in Frankfurt, and she starts chanting Allah Akbar on a loudspeaker. Did you see that video? No. There's so much. There's so much. Like you have to pay attention to it full time. <laughs> Sanity and catch all the major and minor shows. I just don't have the life expectancy for it. I gotta do some work, but I cannot. It almost. I kicked around an idea of putting together a book uh, that would chronicle, you know, each year like the most insane things that happen. You know, uh, the insanity of the left, 2016, 2017, 2018, and it, it would be a full time job. It'd be a full-time job, but but after, but and and that's again. I think that they're they're their own worst enemy because there are. I like I was going to ask you this. You see it on the TV or the internet or the shows, but I have friends and colleagues who are Democrats or maybe not Republicans and not Libertarians. They're on the lefter side of things. They're not this insane. No, they're, they're de- if anything, the defining characteristic is they think we have a moral obligation of society to help out the poor. Or this, yeah. And it, and it's like, OK, that's logical. And um, and I'm kind of like, well, that's and that's why I kind of maybe do my part is I show them this stuff. But I don't know anyone that that's insane on the left. I just don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I have friends of mine who are real liberals. I mean, their mm-hmm. whole thing is, you know, social justice and helping people out and. And what very nice people. This brand of of nuttery, man. Holy crap. I thought the far right was bad. Holy crap. <laughs> well, I guess that maybe is the difference. Like what why are they social justice? What what what, what is social justice? What do they want justice for? Justice in in uh, I mean, we want equal play when a woman makes as much as a man. When there really isn't stopping anything from that happening, and we want all the racism, sexism, homophobism. We want the rapes to stop, Aaron. All the rapes. Everybody's getting raped everywhere. We want that to stop. Right, but now, and what scares me about this is there's a jump from 
mere wealth transfer or income transfer, which there is an argument for some kind of noble help the poor and the disadvantaged. Okay, okay fine. I can see some kind of uh, government safety net or uh, an insurance or whatever. Okay, there's, there's a logic there. Where I think you cross into social justice warrior territory and insanity is where, okay, we want money, but now in addition to this, we want the redistribution of everything. We want equal outcomes in everything. Uh, looks, which you can't, you can't redistribute these things. You can't redistribute good looks, but by gosh, they certainly do try to, to besmirch looks and say big is beautiful and dye their hair purple or shave it off or put gauged earrings or something like that in. Um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the pettiness that they complain about, uh, for example, that oceans eight move that came out. Oh my God, what a flop that was. You figured they'd learn something about the reboot that they did with Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they complain about white male, uh, not journalists, reviewers, it's like when when does it? There's no objective standard. It's like okay, let's confiscate. We'll be Sweden. We're going to confiscate fifty percent of everybody's production. We're going to guarantee everything. All right, at least there's a number there. But you get into bizarro world. You get into the Orwellian nightmare. I wake up and uh, I'm accused of some kind of uh, uh, crime or tragedy because other the color of my skin, my plumbing downstairs, uh, who I chase after. Uh, or, or, or again, going back to you didn't bake a cake for a gay couple because you you had your your uh, your religious use. It is it is the definition of insanity, yeah. uh, which which is what really scares me. And so I can, I've kind of come to accept and live with the fact that okay, we're, they're going to take they want half. Well, they'll take it was uh, all of it if they could, um, but they want half my money so they can pay for all this stuff. What what keeps me awake at night is am I going to walk outdoors? I think there was even another one uh, where yards are racist. If you have a yard, that's a sign. <laughs> and I heard that secondhand, so maybe you want to look it up. But it's certainly. No, I heard it too, man. Yards yeah. are racist. If you have like, uh, I think uh, if you have like beautiful flowers and everything uh, in the front of your yard, your it's racism. It's showing you like uh, that you, that you're like. Uh, well to do or something like that. We just got a green thumb. What if your wife likes to have nice, pretty flowers? It, it, it it's that where they they gotta find offense and victimhood in every every crevice and crack. So they just yeah. I don't know go give you the fake argument that you're entitled to a lower standard by which you got to perform or, or free handouts. But it it is a world of insanity. I I just hope to God it's 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 a minority. Of leftists that are truly, truly mentally ill, truly mentally ill. <laughs> Beyond, it's unbelievable, man. Where do you see some? Like, here's the thing: you're, you're, you 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 run your uh, your asshole consulting business, um, and you, I'm sure you're consulting you know people that have a lot of questions for you. What do you see are some of the emerging trends uh, right now in the United States, and probably the next few years that people could take advantage of? Uh, for themselves, maybe a new career, maybe a, a new uh, type of business, or, or or what have you. What's your take, Aaron? Um, in, in two general ways uh, or areas, one would be blunt truth, yeah. uh, because th very few people have the balls or the spine to talk about it. So I think the the bravado and the in your face type of nature of of my company actually sells it a lot too, and inevitably. 
inevitably people are going to need the truth. So again, you know, uh, telling your kids, this isn't a business, telling your kids, hey, don't major in the liberal arts. You got to major in engineering or the trades or, you know, get a return on your investment. Uh, you're not going to be popular. You could get doxxed. The Fortune 100 companies aren't going to hire you. And HR people are certainly not going to like your Facebook page. Um, but if, if you can find a niche in that, that there's something there. Another general place is lies, um, because uh, one of my intentions in the future is to start, uh, instead of selling truth, is to sell lies because it's easier. There's a much higher market. Um, and frankly, I like giving people lies who refuse the truth. If, if you want to be told lies, you deserve what's coming to you. And yeah. at least if someone, hey, we'll write you a Harlequin romance novel. Come vote for me. I'm a Democrat. I'll give you free. Give me that and everything else. Uh, it, lie, 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 lie. Uh, in the end, these people pay a price. The consumers of these lies pay a price because they're not living in reality. Uh, but why can't I make that money? Why can't I be the next Oprah? Why can't you be the next Oprah? Why can't you be the next Harlequin romance novel writer? Why can't you be the next... Uh, I don't know, professor that tells kids why everything should be free. So it's a, it's more of a general life path, uh, path philosophy. Uh, I'd recommend uh, you can categorize where to find jobs, but another one more specifically related to, to working asshole consulting. I think there's going to be a quite a demand uh, for psychological professionals, mm. for people who come from dysfunctional homes and broken homes, especially young men. Uh, but women as well as just, I think men are a little bit more prone. A vast majority of my clientele are men because they've yeah. been beaten down. They've been lied to. Their careers are going the way they wanted. So they seek it out. But if you are a, a licensed psycho uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, you know, someone who, who actually, there is a huge demand uh, today and well into the future, I predict, uh, for people who are going to basically need a father or an older brother or somebody to guide you with the harsh realities and not feed you full of riddle in or tell you what you want to hear. So I think that that'd be definitely a profession people might want to consider uh, or going down into. Very well said. What are, where do you see the, the economy in the United States going, man? Do you see us, um, uh, what are some of the, uh, the industries and, and trends that have really caught your eyes? Uh, deregulation has caught my eyes with Trump. Trump, I just, Again, he was out of left field. I had no idea he was coming. <clears throat> if we keep doing the behind the scenes stuff, I know we had a tax cut, but deregulation, um, hardballing it with negotiations, getting truly free trade, <clears throat> uh, intellectual property right protection, just the stuff that isn't sexy, that doesn't gather uh, headlines. Right. We do. We go into the bowels of the Titanic. We sew up that, uh, weld up that hole. We put in, clean up the engines. I think that will increase long-term economic growth. And already Trump has, has proven to, under his administration uh, what he has done. He's, he's eked out uh, almost a full percentage point growth over Obama, although it's still only a year and change into his administration. Uh, he's a full half point of GDP economic growth over the 20-year historical average of non-Trump uh, presidencies. Uh, so I, I'm thinking in general and overall economic growth, uh, in different industries and you know I, I like to see a little bit less in say financial services or the non-productive industries i like to see more in industry i like to see uh more in exports i think energy uh has a good potential 
Well, I don't think it has. It does have. We've proven yeah. that once the Saudis got a little bit lippy there with, well, we're going to have $4 gas. No, we ain't. And if you want to do that, that's fine. We'll take that $4. So I think there's a future there, but um, it's all heavily contingent on whether we have a pro-economic growth and pro-business government in, in place. Uh, all it's going to take is uh, Trump to get unelected, be a one-term president. We get some leftist in there and they'll put the kibosh on the Keystone Pipeline or they'll do what Trudeau did up in Canada and, and cancel out or make it so uh, onerous uh, through regulation that uh, I forget Alberta East or their, their oil company was going to put in their pipeline. They said, we're out, we're done, we're dropping it. Um, so it's contingent on political risk. Is contingent on the policies we implement, um, and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic uh, that uh, the economy will continue to grow. I am a little bit worried about bubbles, like in the in the stock market and the housing market, not as much as I was in 2008. Uh, but uh, as for industries, I I think energy. Um, I'd like to see education just collapse and see more trades, a lot more tradesmen uh, yeah. come in. Um, and I still think I'm still optimistic about technology, even though it is ironically, uh, even though these are wealthy billionaires and they're on the cutting edge of, of the US economy, they're ranked socialists. It's like, hey, I want to make all this money here. I'll give it back. I just don't understand that. But mm -hmm. I still have hope for that uh, uh, down the road and in the future. Yeah. Aaron, how can people follow you? Once again, your social media and your tags and your closing comments, man. Go for it. Best place to find me, be captaincapitalisnotblogspot.com, where I have links to everything else. Uh, if you need consultation or you just, you're curious, like, what the heck is this asshole consult? Go to assholeconsulting.com. Uh, you can check that out. I'm on YouTube and Twitter. You just have to search Aaron Clary. And then uh, my more recent project is called uh, Older Brother. You can go to olderbrother.com, and that's where we're taking in younger brothers and sisters, uh, people younger, basically millennials and Gen Zers, and me and a bunch of old fart Gen Xers yell and scream at them. No, we uh, give them blunt advice and we help them out and uh, we provide resources for That's them. That's awesome, man. I like that. That's a great yeah. idea. I yeah, like well, I can't beat up my younger brother anymore. He's bigger than me, so I got to find other younger people. <laughs> to beat up on. <laughs> yeah. And good thing the millennials drink soy because then you can really beat them up. It's not ah, it's the best. Hey, if you, if, <laughs> if, if you want me to throw my hat in that name uh, and... Uh, do some yelling at some millennials and or motivate and develop. Hey, I'm all game for it, man. Yeah, we could have you on the show. We do a, we do a I'm doing a podcast tonight. If you want to tune in, you can we do it 6 p.m. Central. So, uh, uh, is that every day? No, no, every every Tuesday. I sign me up for next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Well, so but tune in. You may not like it. I, if you go to olderbrother.com, you click on podcast. I don't like it. What do you think I won't like it? I'll like it. I don't know. For all you I have know, you on the show. I like you, Aaron. Talk about Barbie dolls and, you know, I don't oh, know. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, man. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Cool. Aaron Cleary, the man, the myth, the enigma. He is here. Check out his work, folks, um, and show your love and support for him. Get his books. Follow him on his social media. And check out his website. And, uh, Aaron, thank you for coming on, man. Really Thanks appreciate Thanks for having it. me, B. I appreciate it. Dude, we got to do this again. Absolutely. Okay. Take care. <laughs> All right, bye. Take it away, CJ.